everybody, I'm Paul Yeager. Welcome into the MTOM Show studio here at Iowa PBS. I'm Paul Yeager. Glad to have you here in our studio. And my hands are starting to give a little bit of an indication that things have changed. If you only listen to this podcast, which if it is, uh, if it is the way you consume it, thank you. But if you watch, you'll notice uh, some things have changed. And we'll get into that in a moment at the end of this discussion. I'll tell you uh, ways that you can be a part of this podcast. Kind of fun. Today, we're visiting with our old friend, April Hemis. And when I say I don't mean old as an age, I mean this is an energetic infectious personality farmer from Franklin County, Iowa. Hampton, Iowa is where April Hemis is from. We've had her on before. She is the star, and I mean that, of Combine Karaoke, an idea that she talks about where the source of was. She also is well known for her interviews with other media outlets. We'll talk about one of my favorites and why she feels that's important for her to be on that platform we're going to discuss the year that was, 2023. We're also going to find out what her roles with the Iowa Soybean Association, which is a sometime sponsor of this podcast from time to time. You will see their mention. So I just need to get that out of the way. The Soybean Association did not contribute to the connection with April because we had her as a guest prior to that partnership that we have. So just that get that disclaimer out of the way. But April is someone that we keep running into in agriculture, and uh, you are going to want to hear what she has to say about farming in the year 2023 and what's ahead in 2024 in this installment of the program. Welcome into our room. Is I mean, you've never seen this room I on TV. I have never. When I did this before, it was over Zoom. Yeah. So. Yeah, people got to see the backside of my closet or something. I think so. I think a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people's closets in the Zoom era yes, were in a yes. lot of meetings, and they're still. I mean, I was, I set up backgrounds. I still have a background in basement yep. where I record some of these. Um, but this is in the building. I know, you, but the fake backgrounds on Zoom just don't cut it for no. me. You know, because you try to put it in there. But I want all these listeners to know, you have duct tape in here, gorilla tape, uh, and I tape. bet you use it. We actually call that gaff tape. It's oh. a little different. It's not quite as sticky. It's used to tape. That's how you didn't trip oh, on the cord on okay. the floor. Gotcha. When you came in. Well, I was I was looking for baling wire too, but I don't see any. So. You know, that would be a good prop right <laughs> I think here. So. Get some baling wire right here. Yeah. And that would we True would just farm have, show then. We would have yeah, a mess of right. all of the I still have some at home that I use. I use that for everything. Oh, I know. Yeah. Get made fun of. Why yeah. do you have that? Like because it works for it, many, many things. Yeah. Yeah. You, the the Zoom background in your home now, you I what I wanted to interview you one time was in your combine. How many interviews have you done in your combine? Ooh, uh, a few yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, a few. And the record for people in my combine is five. Now people think I always ask me how do you get that many women in your combine for combine karaoke. And which I'm guessing you're leading towards. And um, the, actually the most was when they were interviewing me about what can we do for you? I think it was John Deere or somebody, you know, like, how can we help you? And I'm like, logistics, you know, they wanted me to say, I'm like, no, I'm a one woman show. I got to know where I'm going that day, what I'm doing, where I'm going to end up, who do I have to call for a ride? So and they're like, yeah, well, sorry, lady, we're, you know. We're we not. wanted to hear more about a gear shifter <laughs> yes, instead, exactly. right? Not a USB port. Yes, exactly. To oh. play. Now, how many screens do you have in front of you when you're going down? 
In the combine? Yeah. One, two, three, three. Yeah. And then maybe my phone, you know, because you put it on auto steer and then yeah. you're, you're on my phone. Yeah. How was combine karaoke season two? Three. Three. How was season three? three? Season three was wonderful because I started with a monologue and I found out people really like that. And it was an honest to God, true story. <laughs> my husband was giving me one of those rides, you know, I need to be, shut, you know, shuttle in the equipment. Mm-hmm. And then I... He does the laundry in my house. I don't do laundry. And I said, have you seen my crop top? And he looked at me with sheer horror and went, crop top? And I go, yeah, crop top. And he goes, you have a crop top. And I go, yeah, we wear them every year for combine karaoke. And he goes, like one that shows your belly? And I go, oh, good Lord, no. <laughs> no, it has a ear corn on it. So, no. I'm not laughing as hard as I did because I've seen the bit. Yes. I've seen the monologue. But it, for real. I was oh I was I was uncomfortable like your husband right there. Yeah. yeah. Going, what do you mean oh your crop gosh. top? I uh, I don't think I have that. What do you okay, I know what that means. I don't know. I what don't want to see that. So yeah. yeah. No. Do you find that people want to they enjoy a good play on words? They do. They do. And um I've had only a few farmers go, Why do you do that? And I go, Are you kidding me? It's fun, mm-hmm. and we have fun, you know, and it's some legislators and some, you know, another lady that writes for, um, she's a, she works for a, a company that does a lot of writing for agriculture. So, you know, we talk ag, what, and then uh, I always like to say, you know, it's like, are we recording? I go, oh, yeah, this is live, when they're telling the scoop of the Iowa State House. And they're like, no. But, uh, no, we just, it, and... I swear, I was at Walmart this year, and this lady comes up to me, are you April? And I'm like, yeah, do I know you from somewhere? She goes, combine karaoke. I look forward to it every year. So I've made Walmart now. Yeah. But um, it's just fun, and and we have a great time doing it, and it shows the world when we put Mm -hmm. it out there, you know. It's not all serious farming, and we can have a good time and, you know. Is the cast the same? It's always the same. Yeah, we, and who um, are the group people that you have in? Yeah, so Annette Sweeney, mm-hmm. she's an Iowa senator. Shannon Latham, Latham Seeds, and she's an Iowa representative. And Julianne Johnston, who works for Morgan Myers and does a lot of Iowa corn things and works for Iowa Soybean, uh, for uh, Sis Nematode, does a lot of the research writing and things like that. So I have no idea, and it started with you, and I we can't even remember how I said it. It was it was it was a it was a Zoom interview. Yes, it was. And we were talking about because there's another person that you've interviewed that has interviewed you. Yes. Um, the, and we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. And I and I just I said, well, you know, it sounds like you should do combine <laughs> karaoke. Like combine karaoke. Yeah. And and so that's so what it's it your is. fault. And I, so it, then I had to do it once I said it on your podcast. Yeah. It's like, when are we doing it? And I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. So And so you've done it three years, mm-hmm. and you've had uh, the response. This year, I, I think, did you up your game with, like, a screen with words? We did that last oh, year, Oh, that too. last year? Okay. The problem is, is I have to make sure I'm in a field where I have cell reception. <laughs> and in my part of the world, I'm in between two cell towers. So, yeah. you know, a little shout-out to uh, get that broadband going. So, We need, but, <laughs> we need some help in rural yes, broadband. Yes, we do. We do. So, um, but... Yeah, we just ha- and the they look forward to it, and we set the date. And so I always joke. So I have a, a real live husband who doesn't farm with me or help, moves me around, but I have a farming husband. I call him, and like he was 
whenever I say, okay, it's come on karaoke night, he just, it's like, you know, Homer Simpson backs into the bushes. He's like, nope. Well, this year he showed, he goes, what can I do? And I said, well, you can haul the loads home and, and, you know, and come back. Cause I think it was supposed to rain one of those nights. And, um, the, the girls are like, come on in, come on in. And he's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> he just backed away. So, so we've tried to get more, but yeah, it's just the four girls. He's played along, but he's not going to play along it's, like he's that. He's not going to sing along. It's not sing along. <laughs> there you go. The, the guy that I refer to, that uh, the interview, is Kai Rizdahl yep. on, on a public radio show called Marketplace. Kai, yep. great background, loves to, I certainly get the sense he always loves to talk to people. And he asked you this year about how the crop was. So I'm going to steal yep. a line from him. Okay. Well, April, how's the crop this <laughs> how's year? How's the crop this year? Yeah, we. I love doing Marketplace because it is a huge platform to have a farmer herd that we don't always get. You know, and I get to explain farming and what we do. And then so I've whined about, you know, we don't have any rain. I'm, you know, when I, I earlier when I did my thing, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have a crop. And, and then this time I said, well, you know, Kai, farmers have to lose their crop about three times on average a year. But I, I said I was, I said I must have been Goldilocks. We got half the rain, but just at the right time. So I hauled in record yields, both in corn and soybeans. But five miles north of me, not so good, and 10 miles south. So I was just lucky. Truly Goldilocks. Yes. And you, your, right. your part of the area and knowing that it, it's great growing conditions all around you. Yep. But to know that it can be so fine. Oh. What's that make you think of when you do get the rain? <laughs> Thankful, you know, and we were just talking about that today at our Iowa soybean meeting. It's like, you know, we got, you know, this a little bit of rain in July and then that a bigger rain in August. And I remember saying to my husband, that just made my crop. You know, because I watch market to market and I'm like, okay, I should sell, I should sell, but I don't think I'm going to have a crop. You know, in June, it was not looking good at all, especially my soybeans. And uh, so now we're all like, why didn't we sell back then? You know, so, but um, it, you never underestimate um, what they're doing in technology and seeds now, how they, you know, grow, how we're managing our weeds better. Um, it's truly amazing. And then they said, oh, how are you going to plan for next year? And I go, same as I always do. We could have record rain crop or rain next spring. Who knows? It's Iowa. But we're dry right now. Yes, we are. <laughs> and that's different than last year at this time where we did have recharged a soils. Does yep. that give you a little pause that maybe next year could be different if nothing changes? Yes. we. I was just in a – we have a women's grain marketing group, and um, they were they just had a presentation on that. It's like we have tapped out that subsoil now because they were showing the moisture levels. And so here we go again. You know, you just – I mean, what do you do, though? We're farmers. We're the eternal optimists. So we buy, I'm buying the seed now and load the planter and go in April. You get the rain at the right time, but it was the heat that came after the rain. And I also oh, contend good. that the heat came after pollination. I mean, yep. that could have been a totally different crop right? had the heat came in early July, right. not late not July, later. right? Right, exactly. And then what we got were cooler nights. So a lot of times it's so hot, but then it will cool down. You might get that dew on the soybeans. So um, I think that had a lot to do with it. But, oh, those, 
Those hot days are brutal on an old lady like me, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> What's the conversation like when you do go to town, which is five miles from the house or ten miles, and you go you know, somewhere else and you find out it's not so good for someone else? Yeah. Is it law of averages, do you think, it works well, out? Well, that... you know, you get the, oh, isn't that nice you had a great crop? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry you're in the sand over there, you know. But, yeah, you just... You, I actually, my, uh, the guy who helped my farming husband said, don't talk about your good crop to this person or the, you know, just know where they farm because yeah, a lot of them were mm-hmm. below average. So yeah, you just, but luckily I go to coffee with farmers that live a couple miles from me. Mm-hmm. So we are all very happy, but other farmers who, who farm a larger area said, you know, my best bean field was right across the road from you, April, or right across the fence, but didn't do so well north or south. So, yeah. Have you seen a year like this before? Oh, yeah, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> you could write the soil map. You know, you could. I remember going through and getting almost zero on corn and then going up to 250 in the same pass, you know, so... It's all about the soils, and aren't we blessed in Iowa to have the soils we have that you, can hold that moisture so we still can, you know, get those crops. You are on the Iowa Soybean Association Board of Directors, but you're also on the, what, American Soybean United Association? Soybean United United Soybean, Soybean Board. The checkoff board. So what's the conversation like on the United front when it's a little more national when you yeah. chat? Well, I had to apologize because I was kind of a big whiner in July. When I was there, and I, I'm the demand committee chair, and so I made them answer roll call with, what do you think your, your crop's going to be, above average or below? And most everybody said average. So I was the whiner that, you know, there was some of us in the Midwest were like, no, no, bad. And then I have to come back, and we just had our meeting last week, and it was like, I don't have a record crop, so, you know, I had to eat crow, but, you know, that's okay. Did <laughs> but, others have to eat crow, too? Yeah, the, some were, like, Ohio was really wet, and Indiana was wet in part, so it was absolutely the same thing as Iowa, where it was, it was spotty. You know, some people had great crops, other people didn't, mm. so, you know, we're farmers. We know there's always next year. What is the conversation like with those that have marketed grain? How many have locked doors or opened them up? Nobody's opened them up. No, everybody that I've talked to said, why didn't I sell more? Same thing as me. And I go, because we didn't think we were going to have it, you know. And, I mean, I did some, but not enough. So they're still, we're a work in progress, you know. What's it going to take for you to sell? I know. It is amazing, isn't it? Our local ethanol plant just had a $5 push bid, only if you marketed more next fall. And I'm like, "Mm, five bucks, that looks good. But I didn't do it, and I don't know a whole lot of people that did. So it's going to – $5 is honestly that magic number. So, But I'm blessed. I have a lot of ethanol plants around me, and – soybean biodiesel and soybean crush facilities 10 miles down the road and um I, well that's where i take mine to iowa falls so mm-hmm. so um i'm pretty lucky there but um those poor the people on the river who are used to having that great bid you know there's not grain moving do you find that you might benefit once some of those facilities on the river have to say we need product and oh, that might yeah. just push everybody else it, higher? Yeah, it might. Is that your eternal optimism right there? Oh, totally. 
How can it? All, how can it go lower? <laughs> right. Only. Oh, higher. it can. Oh, it can always go lower. Do you get concerned? Yeah. We had a question on our market plus last week mm-hmm. about do we see the number three starting corn? And that's what um, those of us in farming, you know. I even had a younger gentleman say, "What if it's four? And I go, "I've sold corn under two dollars before, but our inputs weren't nearly what they are now. So it could happen. You know, we've." We've got to get that export going. You know, everybody keeps talking about SAF, sustainable aviation fuel, and that's going to save the day. But all these regulations have to come into play and, you know, these facilities have to be built. And so it's hurry up and wait and keep your you just have to know. And I always say this. You have to know your cost of production, period. End of story. Know what that is costing you to put it in the ground. And as long as you're selling it for more than that, you're okay. You're not, you're not going to lose money. <laughs> you, yes, you sound like Matt Bennett. That's always okay, what sorry. he always preaches. Yeah, yes, know, know your cost of production. <laughs> right. You also make it sound like know your policy. You just came from an Iowa Soybean yep. Association board meeting. Yeah. What's the policy push this year going to be? Um, good question. Two different things. Farm bill. You know, we, we we finally got, we have a lot of things in Iowa policy, uh, but not one specifically about let's get a farm bill, you know, that's good for soybean farmers because it was a soy. And uh, f- focused on that because, you know, we're not writing legislation in Iowa soybean policy or corn. It's what do we want our people to take to our legislators? So that's the big one. Is, um, is the farm bill on the national side. Uh, locally, who knows? We never thought a lot of this stuff was going to come up last year. We knew the grain indemnity fund would be kicked in, and I saw that on my checks. You know, all the farmers are starting to see it. It's not checkoff. That's the grain indemnity fund. So a lot of people, you know, get that confused. So um, until that gets brought up, it, that hopefully they're trying to find different ways to pay for it, but... Right now, it's coming out of our check, and that's fine. You know, that's what it's there for. And you've done enough meetings over the years to know that things change, or that's something we talked about 12 years ago. Oh, I know. And, and it's I, just finally happening now. Or, or I'll say, yeah, I'll say, why is this in here? You know, and what might not be important to me might be important to other people in Iowa. So, you know, there's mm. there's always some of those, you know. So, yeah. But um, um, not a whole lot of huge concerns as far as policy, it's just updating things. So, Where are we at on water quality? Because oh. I know that's always a topic. That's something it, that's gone on. But what is the focus? How has the focus changed yeah, on the water quality discussion? We got to update, and I will is coming back into the discussion, and the $0.38 cent sales tax and things like that. So we were just updated on that. So hopefully I take with pride water quality all over the world when I talk because I talk about my farm and and what I do and I said water quality is huge in Iowa because we know where all our water goes down to the gulf and we may get blamed for that and we don't want the the regulations like they have in the Chesapeake Bay so we take it very seriously these are what we do on the farm so you know that's a great story to tell our um, nutrient reduction plan so but there are those who think that you're not doing enough I know. and haven't done anything. And it's like, how can you brag about being just 
the best of the worst or something. I mean, and right. that, that's a story that I think you're fighting all the time. Uh, exactly. That and food versus fuel. So that's coming back into play, too. But you have to I think we have to do a better job at least telling what we do, you know, and and saying, well, I have, you know, filter strips and, uh, you know, wetlands and I do all these things. And it's not just me. It's my neighbors, too. So, you know, we can tell our story, but we have to say, hey, this, you know, no-till is huge in my area. You know, we do no-till. Cover crops are really coming in. So, you know, I know we say we have to tell our story, but we have to get out there and tell it to the right people. Who are the right people? Uh, anymore, isn't it the consumer? They're dictating so much of what's going on now, and the companies are listening to them. That's why we have the you know, car- carbon and, you know, carbon sequestration and a lot of that now. Everybody wants to go green. Well, it all starts on the farm. So, um here we go. Well, I think the last time we chatted, I even asked about this question that in Des Moines at uh, my Iowa Cubs game, uh, there was a series of ads for years now about, and it was sponsored by Iowa Soybeans. Mm-hmm. And it was telling the story of agriculture and water and environmental stewardship in an urban audience. Yep. Do you think that that is money well spent in reaching somebody that's different than what usually might watch market to market? Yeah. I think things like that, it's amazing how the farmer's perception has changed. I've been on, I'm going on my ninth year on Iowa Soybean and United Soybean Board, and we're deciding how to spend checkoff dollars and how that, that very same question. And I jokingly said about seven years ago, I said, well, if we could only have Taylor Swift tweet about how great soybeans are, our job would be done. And another farmer goes, I wonder how much that would cost. And I go, more than our budget, let me tell you. But... That's the reality of where we're at now, you know, getting getting it out to those people. Now, will everybody agree? No, you know. So, but just to let them know, I love having conversations with people. But unfortunately, a lot of times it's one-on-one where it's not reaching the masses. So, But a one-on-one conversation, sometimes people will feel more comfortable to ask you maybe a tougher question or a question they don't want to ask in front of somebody else at exactly. a meeting. And especially being a woman, too. A lot of times that helps. They don't feel as intimidated. Oh, I'm just say asking a woman farmer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying I didn't know. I didn't know oh. if you meant that I, people would be there. They don't. They don't want to ask you a question. Oh no 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 okay. no no. They want they they would engage more with a woman. I I don't know. I think so. But don't you think could be a little bit of your personality you though think? too? It's a little Maybe. bit engaging. <laughs> Maybe people want to have a conversation <laughs> with you. Could be, and I'm not afraid to have one back. You know, I don't just dismiss it and go. So yeah, I like to have those. I mean, our cab drivers, like we'll get in a cab and what do you do? I'm a farmer. And he goes, and my husband, I know will go, don't tell him you're a farmer. You know, <laughs> I'm an insurance. Either they hate it or they love it, you know? And then it's like, um, like, where do you, you know, we've talked to, ca- I've talked to cab drivers and it's like, where do you sell your things? And I go, well, I go to a, you know, an ethanol plant or my corn gets made into ethanol and that also gets feed, made into feed and then without getting into it. And then the soybeans, I say, you know, it's a, it's a ma- made into feed. And so you don't eat what you grow. No. And, oh, I don't eat what you grow. And I go, do you like bacon? Well, yeah. And I go, then you're eating what I grow. You know, so just the story of feeding livestock and and especially Iowa has such a great story, you know, with the chickens, the layers and the hogs that we raise. So we're very fortunate. 
the national story. Let's go back to the Taylor Swift yep. analogy for a minute. <laughs> yeah. What happens if she tweets something not helpful to Fermi? Well, and that's just it. So we've had, that's why we don't really do that. We had, these are farmers from all over the country sitting around the table. And we talked about influencers and things like that, especially sports people or something when they, and we've had that very same. That's why we've kind of gone away from, we haven't ever done that mm -hmm. because what if? You know, the what ifs out there. So, yeah, it could be so harmful or so helpful. It can go both ways. It goes back also to what we just talked about when Kai Rizdahl calls yep. on a national public radio distributed show that mm -hmm. is not directed at agriculture but business. Right. You get a chance and to markets. tell us stories. Yeah. And markets. I mean, yeah. it does cover markets. So yeah. there might be – there are plenty of people who, who – Trade. Might kind of get. They yeah. might get. They might not trade all the commodities, but they they look at screens. For, they know what options are, or they know. Yeah. They might put their money right. in commodities, right. as a place to park right. it. I mean, and so that does help. Yes, it does. And then our lingo, you have to remember, leave the farm lingo at the door. Mm. And and what Kai is really good about is tell me more about that. What does that mean? And so then you put it into layman's terms, you mm -hmm. know, things like that. So, you know, that's what's that's what's great about having that broader broader audience. And um, and then just a side story is I got a text this last one I did from a friend of mine who said, "Oh my gosh, I just heard from the former a friend of mine who was the former ag secretary of Illinois and said that was the best farmer interview they'd ever heard." And I'm like, "Oh, I thought I bombed it, you know?" But <laughs> But just to have that, vo but they said the same thing, just to have that voice out yeah. there and step up, say yes, you know, when asked. So I've, I've told this story before on this podcast. My father once was a, approached by a reporter and he said, nah, I, I don't think I have a story to tell. And I'm like, you're killing me. You know how many times <laughs> I call farmers and they'll say, no, I don't know. be that guy. No, don't be, or gal. Or gal. Don't right, be right, that right. Don't yeah. be that farmer. <laughs> yes, I should have said, don't be that farmer. No, that's true. And, and I you know, obviously I'm not shy. I can get in front of a mic, but I go, you guys, you're just talking about your farm. You're mm -hmm. telling your story. That's all. We, that's what yeah. we need to do. Get out there. Last time I talked to you in person, we were yeah. hanging out at the World Food Prize. Yes, we Tell were. me about the global stage of the American farmer and the, the Iowa farmer story. That I love the World Food Prize. I got to do go with my daughter did the Youth Institute, so I was there before. But what sh shocked shocked me, kind of surprised me, was how much those the speakers up there said you have to start with the farmer. The farmer has to be at the table, and I heard that over and over again. And oh, that made me so happy. Finally corporate America is getting it or the NGOs or, you know, because a lot of people there have this idealistic way that we should farm and it isn't mm -hmm. with tractors, you know, but, but um, it's amazing how now they're getting it. If they, if mm -hmm. they want to do all these things, you have to start on the farm. You have to talk to us and we can say, yeah, we can do it or, you know, maybe not. But um, the U.S. farmer has such a great story to tell. We've been sustainable raising our crops for years. So, um, and that's truly what they're looking for now all over the world. And you then find, again, the one-on-one -on -one conversation. Because do you ever find yourself after a panel going, hey, hey, hey I want, and then you go um, up and then you ask the question of yes, someone. Yes, yes, that's what's great. Um, I went to a side one of AI and agriculture mm -hmm. that the Iowa did, and that was phenomenal. Because we, we think, so many times people go, what, self-driving cars? And I'm like, yeah, 
you know, we've had driving tractors for a long time. You know, in agriculture, we're, we're what is it, quick to, uh, we hate change, but we're quick to adopt technologies, yeah. you know. So um, it's so true. And that's what's um, amazing. And all those people are right there, you know. They're there, and we get to to you know, talk with them and have that conversation, that one-on-one. And then that only helps us get better, whether it's, you know, at a commodity group or a farmer. So, you know. Short, shortly after then, you got on a plane and went a little further away on a mission trip. I did. Uh, a global trade mission. Was, Is that what it would be yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. So it was the China International Import Expo, C-I-I-E, 500,000 people there. I can't make that. It's China. Mm -hmm. And the Expo Center is like four huge ones, kind of in a clover leaf leaf shape. And it was unbelievable. And and USDA was there for the first time. U.S. Soy has always been there. So we were right there, and they had the ambassador there um, for the U.S. ambassador opened it up. And... um, the Chinese media was all over the place. And then, and with us and talking to us. And um, then I got to speak at the ag part, the ag session, a breakout where there were, you know, um, secretaries of ag from countries. I sat right next to the CEO of Louis Dreyfus, was sitting right next to him like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm hanging with the big dogs here. <laughs> and they all got up and read their five-minute speeches off the paper. And I got up showed slides of my farm, a video of me combining, not singing. Oh. Um, sorry. Copyright not, issues. Not, yes, Copyright. That's, right. that's why. That's right. No, combining, showing the great crops that we raise, you know, and then going around and waving at the screen and, and showing the beans going into the hopper, you know, and, and showing that these are the quality crops we're delivering to you in the world. And I have to tell you, the the uh, MC of that, the he loved it. He goes, there she is. She was energetic, smiling, you know, but it's the story, you know, here we are out yeah. there representing the world. So I was good. And it was, you know, people were getting a little sleepy. So I upped my game a little. <laughs> oh, because of the pre-read meeting. <laughs> yeah, they things. were all just like this. And I'm like, oh no, I'll, I'll wake them up. So, but we- that's great. I mean, when do we get audiences like that? And that's what these trade missions are for is to showcase U.S. farmers. So why has USDA not gone before? I don't know why they never had one before. But in in China, soybeans are kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. So they are, of all the world, I think they import almost half of all the world's soybeans and one out of every three rows of ours, you know. So them. it's a huge, huge market and very important to them. You had conversations, you said, with... The, the, I mean, did Chinese media interview you too? Chinese media. And, and what are they asking you? So, um, you know, about about the farm, but then how important the relationship was, really. I mean, because they, they, they didn't say this, but it was the side talk of, you know, does America really hate us? And, what you know, because I said, listen, politics change. Politics are here and there, but there's one thing we know. We need your markets and you need our commodities. We need each other, and that's really the thing that we need to take away from this. And they all all agreed with that. So, Had you been to China before? Yes, many times. Okay, so when was the last time you were there? Well, pre-COVID, 19. Okay. 
And I was shocked at the changes. Okay, that that's, I what I'm gonna, yeah. that's what so I'm going to ask. Went, What's the change? So after that, I, that, I say they shipped me off to southern China to do a, it was called a person-to-person or farmer-to-farmer. Um, and we saw some agriculture. It was um, down by the, the ocean. So it was, it was beautiful there. And um, it was amazing how, what we heard. So it was Mara, um, Ministry of Ag and Rural Affairs who sponsored this. And this was this trip this yes, year? Yes, this okay. was both. So, okay. yeah, it was both places. And um, and what amazes me is when I've been there before, they were trying to bring the rural people into the cities, you know, and, and bring them in because it was almost half, when I first went there, almost half of the population lived rural, where we're, what, less than 2% now. And so they were trying to bring them in. Well, now they realize, uh-oh, you know, our cities are getting over, you know, cr- or they're getting crowded. Now they're improving infrastructure, um, technology for them, health care, because they have an aging population also. Mm-hmm. So they're improving their lives out in the country so they stay there. So that was really was a huge shift. And President Xi got on the, <laughs> I watched this, got on the TV and said he wanted all the women to stay home and start having children. <laughs> and all the women I talked to of working age are like, no, <laughs> you know, they've, they, they, it's too expensive, they want to work. But see, they're running into that one child policy is catching mm. up to them. Yeah. So, so it's, it's the dynamics of all of that are amazing. You, you mentioned the city urban debate or change but what about when you said the policy uh, from 19 to 23 different presidents different ways yep. we view we had a trade discussion then like we have a trade discussion now do you get the sense that that's changed at all um a little bit you know i think they're more open because they just approved um genetically modified you know where they're going to start planting it um so it's it's coming around, you know, but we really, we need to engage them in trade way more. Do the you, discussions. Do you get the sense that they're trading fair? Of course not. <laughs> What's going to change that? I'm sorry, that? can I say that out yeah, loud? Yeah, <laughs> you just did, and that's, what, <laughs> I know. but I mean, it's. I don't, th- I, China doesn't do a whole lot of things fair because they don't have to. They don't, you know, they don't have to go to Congress and ask for anything. It's like, this is what we want. Okay, it's done. You know, so, so, um. That, I mean, you really have to watch, we have to have the eyes open, you know, you have to have your eyes open when you go into agreements with them. So, you know, but 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 it would kill agriculture. It would really hurt if we had, if we do have another, and the tariffs are still on, which people don't understand, but they said they get waived all the time for commodities. So, you know. Did the tariffs work? I don't, I don't. I don't I I went down that rabbit hole because we were talking on another program about what would a 10% across the board tariff do to agriculture and how much would it cost it. So I was looking up, up articles and I didn't realize it would lower our GDP actually. It's tariffs are not good for an economy. So that was kind of surprising to me, you know, but I don't, I love free trade agreements. You know, I think they're great they're great for agriculture. So and that's usually the the product that America can bring to the table of this is what we can get your country. Yep. Our agriculture. Yep. Yeah, we just had a former trade ambassador 
you know, who did all the negotiations. And he said, you have to be tough, but you have to keep something in your back pocket because, you know, it's going to be back and forth. You have mm-hmm. to trade. And, I mean, there has to be some kind of – we have to give them something, but we have to get something in return. So, you know, that's – it's fascinating to me. Not like gift uh, giving at your relatives? You, yeah, you, no. Everybody has to give a little or don't, some give more than don't others? give Uncle, you know, <laughs> Harry any money. You know? <laughs> we know where he goes yeah, with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as we look to 2024, mm-hmm. start the new year here, what do you think will be the biggest story for you? For in Franklin me, County, Iowa. Ooh, how dry it's going to be. Everybody's looking at that. Yeah. And and talking about it, you know. What worked for you last year? What are you going to do next year on the farming side mm-hmm. of it? And um, what are you planting? But, you know, we're, that is truly my biggest concern is water. Have you committed all your year. acres? Mm-hmm. Allotment and where you're going with what? Nothing's yep. going to change you. Nope. Beans going to... Some ridiculous number isn't going to change you? <laughs> no. No, it really isn't because do you, do you, I don't want to mess up that rotation. And yeah. and I hate corn on corn. I do a little bit of corn on corn, but it's not my favorite thing to do. So, um, no, it's, yeah, it would take a whole lot of rain not being able to get the nitrogen on, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't, I, I do liquid in the spring with my burn down. So, yeah, it would take a huge weather event for me to change. Will the presidential election impact you at all? Ooh, that's a really good question. Uh, If we don't get a farm bill, it will. And I think a lot of that's, you know, weighing on that. In the hours before we recorded this, there was another story about very much pessimism to to meet that September 2024 deadline. I guess I'm not asking for what was said in the room just a few hours ago, but oh, no, is there they, any optimism well, they from where can, you sit? No. <laughs> I, unfortunately, because I've seen too many of these happen where it's like, oh, we'll give it a year extension. And then three weeks before, they're like, oh, crap, we got to get this thing done. So what I've heard from a lot of people is on the ag side, it's mostly done. You know, it's the food side that needs to. Which is 75% usually. It's 84 now. 84 now. I just saw a presentation on that, and that has doubled where the farm side has kind of stayed stagnant. So we'll take it, (laughs) you know, but it's, these are huge numbers that I never thought I would see in my lifetime that we're spending. And and do you ever see, I mean, do you think that there would be a splitting of the two to get something passed? No, I hope not, because we would never get it. We wouldn't, I don't think yeah. ag would get anything, and I've heard that from everybody I've ever talked to. Yeah. Keep it together, you know. So, yeah. Last hard question. Will there be a season four of Combine oh, Karaoke? How could we not? <laughs> We're working on a disco ball next. Oh. <laughs> or, uh, well, yeah, it's, and that was going to bring a strobe light, and I went, yeah, I don't think I can handle that. But, you know, I, maybe a disco ball. The best. The best line was... Uh, This year was, April, how long are you going to farm? And I said, until about 8.30. (laughs) (laughs) That's about as far as you go. (laughs) She goes, that's not what I mean. And I said, I know, but I'm not getting any younger, and those bins aren't getting any shorter. And I said, I'll go as long as I can because I love what I do, and I'm very blessed to be able to do. Not many people get Mm -hmm. to do exactly what they want to do. And uh, I was lucky to be born into a farming family. 
We'll enjoy your uh, crop in 2024. Okay. And oh, and give me a request if you want requests. Okay, if I want a request, yes. maybe we can get yeah, a shout Or come out. join us. Or come join. Yeah, there's only so much room in there. And, <laughs> oh, we got plenty you know, of room. We'll I'll, make room for I'll you, I'll ride on the, uh, <laughs> we'll I'll have to ride on the platform. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm out here outside the window. <laughs> April, oh, thank you so very much. Appreciate the time. You bet. It was great. Okay, my thanks to April. Good luck in 24. Hope the rain falls the way it does. Now... To these items that you see right here, whether it's a tractor, which is something that we've pledged before on uh, Market to Market. Same with this mug. But then we start to have some other things that have shown up. We would like to see some of your collectibles. If there's something you think that would look good on our podcast set, send it to me at the MTOM Show Podcast, P.O. Box 6450, Johnston, Iowa. 50131. There's the address on the screen right now. You can also send, just send it to Iowa PBS and Market to Market. And uh, it might just make it here. And if you have a story about why you think it would go well here, pen that out as well. You never know what might make it onto the set of an upcoming episode that comes out each and every Tuesday. You can send me an email as well. Market to Market at iowapbs.org. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching or listening. Bye-bye.